Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. One of the ways and one of the reasons that Norma and I get to meet a lot of our clients is because they are actually experiencing something in their lives that has them feeling stuck or defeated or maybe confused in some way and they're almost ready to give up but they're hoping that somebody can help them with with where they are in life. And so I just want to say hello to everybody and and welcome. Uh, We're so glad that you decided to join us for our podcast today. Today, we're going to share a little secret about the positive effects of allowing negative emotions and how it is one of the fastest ways to getting to and experiencing an emotion that you would rather be experiencing at this time. And so with that, I'd like to welcome Norma. How are you today? Hi, Kerry. Um, I'm so great. And hello to everyone listening. Great. So one of the things that was really on my mind was to talk about what some of the positive effects are of allowing what we call negative emotions in our life. And so I wonder, Norma, do you have something you want to say right off the top here about that? Or I think we are taught maybe and we're conditioned from a very early age that there's certain emotions that are good and some are bad. And I think it isn't necessarily with the intention to make them good or bad. I think maybe the people bringing us up, our parents, maybe caregivers, also didn't have the maybe the the knowledge or was taught but we seem to have this idea that certain emotions are good and some are bad and we should stay away from from some and and we should pursue others and i think our life is all about the positive emotions and the negative emotions and the positive ones are the ones we like feeling and the negative ones are the ones we don't like feeling but i think just to have a full life experience it is necessary for us to allow the positive ones and the negative ones and also not making them good or bad or think well, there's something wrong with us or make it that, you know, we shouldn't be feeling them. We definitely need to allow all of it because there's a specific reason for all of our emotions. Right. And I and I love that definition of just that well, we just enjoy some of them more than and some of them we really do not like the feeling of a particular emotion. And so we'll want to push it away or say that it's bad. But the other aspect of that is that they're all there for us to, to experience and they have a purpose and we don't want to be one dimensional in, in our emotion. And I love just kind of having that awareness about these emotions and so what I what I'm thinking though about when I talk about the positive effects of allowing the negative emotion is 
we often want to feel something different, right? So when we're feeling something that we would call a negative emotion or we're experiencing an emotion that we're not enjoying, we often want to just get to another emotion. We want to feel better. And so we will try to push this one away or tell ourselves, we talk about it's our thoughts that create our emotions. And so we'll try Mm -hmm. to come up, what's a different, what's something different I can think so I don't feel this way. And I just, when I alluded to a little secret that I wanted to share and hope that we could expound on a little bit today about feeling better or about feeling that next emotion is that when we allow the emotion that we're experiencing right now, and we just let that charge run through our body, that is the fastest way for us to get through and to process this emotion. And so I don't know if, if, like I use some of the the ideas of being stuck or feeling defeated. I like that you brought up the one embarrassed. I mean, that is one of, one of my biggest ones that I'll try to avoid is that feeling of embarrassment mm-hmm. or shame. And if I keep trying to push that feeling away and I feel like I shouldn't feel this and this is wrong and I want to stop feeling this way, that emotion actually lasts longer when we do that. And so I wanted to just talk about how how then do we get past this emotion? Because often we feel like we can't get past an emotion. And I think anxiety is one of the the highest one on that list that I hear people talk about is they're trying to get away from this anxious feeling. And so they're pushing it down and they're trying to sort of numb it somehow with some other things that they do in their life. And so I wanted to just talk a little bit about what are some of the things that we can do when we talk about allowing an emotion. And so do you want to get us started on this list, Norma, of some of the things that we can do to allow and experience the negative emotions so that we can move forward? I think the first thing that comes up for me is just to like pause and and just experience it. And I think if we can firstly just tell ourselves, like give it a name so that we know what we're dealing with so that we know, okay, it is anxiety. So just call it by its name so that we can stop wanting to trying to avoid it. So give it a name. And then I think that that experience that you have in your body, I think that's quite important to like describe that to yourself. Because anxiety for all of us would um, most probably, you know, appear in our bodies very differently. For me, anxiety might be in my chest. And for someone else, it might be maybe a little bit lower down in their stomach area. But I think once we start describing it to ourselves and almost like describe it to maybe a five-year-old that has never experienced anxiety, go through that process to actually describe it and see initially what that emotion does for you and and what it feels like for you and and like the heavy weight that it it basically puts on you and then how you describe it to yourself and you paying attention to it how that that feeling really starts to sort of dissipate and maybe disappear and i think that is so important because now we can actually see that if we pay attention to it that it actually almost like dissolves itself instead when we're trying to push it away it's sort of in the background all the time. So I think that pausing and then giving it a name and then experiencing it in the body is 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 quite important. Yeah, so good. And I like that you used a child as an example because sometimes we we try to get so 
sophisticated <laughs> in how we try to describe what's going on, but, you know, choosing things like colors, is it hard? Mm -hmm. Is it soft? Is it fuzzy? Is it prickly? You know, those sorts of things to kind of help describe it to ourselves or like we were trying to describe it to somebody else just really does. As we're describing it, we start to, to realize, oh, okay. Like it's not actually hurting me. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. But to remind yourself as you're allowing that emotion that you're completely safe. And I think this is something that our brain tells us we're not safe or it's not good and we need to run away and we need to, re you know, um, resist. And that it, I think really is so important to recognize when we're resisting an emotion and it can be anger. Sometimes we're told we're taught it's not nice or it's not good to be angry. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's not good to act out in anger. But to experience the emotion of anger and to go ahead and describe it, that it feels hot or that it feels hard and whatever it is, then, I mean, for everybody, it's different. But when we go ahead and experience it, we can then let it dissipate so that we don't speak out in anger or hurt somebody in that emotion. One of the things I think that we can do... Um, is, is actually practice experiencing different emotions. We can go through two or three or four different emotions that we can Im almost imagine and create in our body with our thoughts and just notice how they are in themselves. They are not dangerous. Emotions are there for us to point us to a thought error or, or a, pro a problem maybe that is happening um, in our thinking or it is in a response to a circumstance, something that has happened outside of us. And so maybe the thought is, oh no, or that's terrible. And it does create an emotion for us, which is not something that we want to push away in that sort of a circumstance. Yes, I think, so I think that's such a powerful exercise because we tend to resist the, the the emotions that's hard to feel and we want to get away from them and a lot of times we think it's outside of ourselves but I think if we if we take the positive emotions and we practice with them we can actually see that oh I create this so in the instances where we feel annoyed or we feel frustrated we want to like say oh but it's someone else's fault or it's this thing's fault mm -hmm. but when we start going through this exercise and we actually call up those emotions that we want to feel we can actually see, oh, but it actually is does come from my thinking. Because if I think about uh, an amazing holiday that I had, this all of a sudden emotion of excitement or maybe I feel elated or whatever the emotion is comes up for me. And that is so powerful because it, it shows us that we have so much power that it isn't necessarily something that happens in my world that creates that for me, but it is something that happened in my past that I called up a thought or a memory and all of a sudden I feel elated again. I'm actually not even in that holiday destination. So that is quite important for me. I think that's a good point that you brought up there. Really neat example too, because we can all think back to an amazing vacation or maybe that was your wedding day for some people, whatever it is. And you can, mm -hmm. you can bring back those, those emotions of that time. And sometimes even sometimes we even make them better than they were when we were actually there. I mean, I've enjoyed looking back on things in my life in a way that sometimes is, I didn't even really feel 
and experience it quite as vividly when I was actually there, but the memory of it is so beautiful and it, and it creates an emotion of, of so much uh, enjoyment. And so I think what I would like to emphasize on this subject was just the role that resistance plays in perpetuating an emotion that we are finding uncomfortable or would call negative. And so the, the positive effect of allowing the negative emotion to process is that we get to a place where it stops having a hold on our lives. We, we move into a place where we have completely allowed that emotion to come up and to come forward. And I think for us to be able to allow that emotion to process, there are some thoughts that go through our mind about the situation where, where we're processing the emotion, we're allowing it and we can move forward. What do I, how do I want to live my life? What's next for me? And we can move forward and we're released from being held in this place. And so the positive effect of allowing the emotion is that it releases us from that place. It helps us to complete some of the thoughts and some of the experiences that we've had. And it allows us, it lets us let go of that time and space so that we can move forward. I think a couple of things that I can think of is that if we allow in, in the negative emotion, we see that it can't hurt us, that it's not deadly, it can't kill us. And we are so much more willing then to go and take risks and get ourselves out of our comfort zone and deliberately put ourselves in challenges that is going to, for instance, produce things like embarrassment or be, having to be courageous or maybe having doubts about something that we're about to do, but we still go and do it anyway. Because if I'm willing to go after my dreams and it's going to take me being courageous or going to take me being a bit embarrassed or a little bit doubtful about myself, or maybe being disappointed that I didn't get there in the time that I maybe originally had in mind, I would for sure go after all my goals and dreams because I know, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is that I can be disappointed. <laughs> I think also that maybe we can start thinking about how we label it because if we label it as good or bad, we are going to go after the good ones. And and the good ones aren't necessarily going to make us grow the most because the negative ones are, are normally the one that makes us grow the most because we have to become a different person to actually go and take those actions. And I think that's what I love about this work is that I can see myself grow and evolve. And if I think of myself maybe 10 years ago and the person I am today, if it wasn't for finding coaching and finding personal development and growth, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. So it's all so worth it. That embarrassment that I've experienced or the doubt or the disappointment that is so worth it. I think I was just thinking about, as you were saying that even embarrassment for sure <laughs> is one that I, I put myself in that place so often it seems. And then later on you think to yourself, oh, I can't, can't believe I did that. And the emotion starts coming up and, and it's just, just so amazing how more and more you just go, oh, well, like, you know, it's so funny how quickly after mm -hmm. you felt it a few times and you're willing to feel it, that fear of, of being ashamed or that it, it just sort of becomes 
not such a big deal anymore. And it's just so, so freeing really to, yeah, have it those is. experiences. Yeah. It's you, you say it so beautifully because the things we practice most is going to like show up most in our lives because if we, and I've surely experienced it before and this embarrassment is I used to think that this was the worst thing that could happen to me. And I have had situations where I felt embarrassed so often that now that when it happens, it is truly something that I feel like, oh, okay, okay, well, that wasn't the best thing, or I didn't say it, I didn't say it in the best way, or I maybe forgot my words, but at the end of the day, it's like, oh, okay, well, I was a bit embarrassed and I'll go back and I'll do it again next time. So I think truly this is the positive effects of allowing negative emotions is that we're so willing to just feel them and just go and do the stuff anyway that scares us. So often that's when you'll hear somebody come to you and they'll say, that was so amazing, or I'm so glad you did this or that. And, and you're thinking to yourself, funny, because I went home and felt embarrassed, but for somebody else, it was inspiring mm. or it was encouraging. And so it's just, I think, you know, we kind of rob ourselves, but we also rob others when we're not willing to go out and potentially, you know, feel that feeling or have that emotion and, and just realize that that is sometimes what keeps us from living really a, a, a great big life. So when we start noticing that emotions don't hurt us, we will be so more willing to feel any emotion. We will be able to do the things that used to scare us in the past because we know now that the worst thing that can happen is an emotion. So we will be able to take bigger risks, go after all of our goals and dreams because we know that emotions are caused by our thinking. So instead of changing our goal or our dream that scares us, rather change the way that we see it or the story that we actually tell ourselves because the story we tell ourselves in actual fact then creates how we feel. So ask yourself, if I am willing to feel disappointment, humiliation, frustration, doubt, or any other emotion to get to my dream, am I willing to go for it? So thank you for listening and have a great week further and we will speak to you again next week. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of A Fold and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.